sometimes when I swing at that ball, man, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And like my feet end up. I, I have... So wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I need you to pause right there. We're making a golf <laughs> podcast and you just openly admitted that you're swinging at the ball and have no idea what's going on. Is it standing water? No, it was standing mud. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> back to another episode of Unforgettable Golf. As always, I'm Brad and Zach. Say hello. Hello. I'm retiring from golf, people. <laughs> so as you can tell, Zach has been playing so well that he just wants to give up the game for good. Uh but we got a good episode for you today. Um, you'll get breaking news. We have officially planned at least my ingoing flight to Pennsylvania. We don't have too much more of the golf trip planned yet, but we're going to talk about that uh, during this podcast, and hopefully we'll have the whole golf trip planned by the end of the podcast. We also got some round updates. Um, we're expecting to hear some good things. Um, let's get right into it. Zach, you want to start us off with how well you're playing right now? I'm retiring from golf, people. <laughs> no, you're not. Why do you say that? I just have, I've been playing like really bad golf lately, dude. You know, I've just had a couple rounds, um, putting up way too high of scores. And honestly, I feel like nothing's super wrong with the game. Um, been trying to fix a couple little things, nothing major, but I just seem to, I even tell you, like, I'm playing like really well. And then things just don't seem to score never comes out to be. Yeah, you're like you're like I'm playing really well, and I'm like, oh sweet, let's get a good score. What's the score? And you're like, I shot a hundred. I'm like, what? <laughs> How are you playing well but shooting a hundred? Yeah, and well, like so, we went to this really bad course, and it's like it was super cheap to play. It was like eighteen holes. It was like twenty three dollars for a hot with a hot dog and a beer for eighteen holes, right? Super cheap. I'm in. I don't my, care what the course is like for a hot my dog. My buddy's like, let's go do this holes. one. Yeah. I'm going with his dad, right? Him and his dad. And like, I kid you not, these greens at this course, I could have putted in my backyard and had better grass <laughs> to putt on. They were so horrible. And I was, I thought, I was like, man, this sucks. I actually had my first four putt ever, right? Oh my gosh. Like, I do all this work trying to get better, trying to get better. And really, it feels like I'm just getting worse, you know. But I guess when you play a bad course like that, it is what it is. So you're but, blaming you're blaming the course on this one. Uh, I mean, I'm, nah. Yes, this is like put myself in bad spots all the time. The driver has been working at this point in time, and like I'm hitting bombs, right? Um, but other aspects of the game just aren't there. My wedges are horrible. Yeah, if you four putt, your putter's not there either, right? Yeah, and the putting, like, I blame the course for the putting. I mean, literally, it smelled like sewage. While you're on the <laughs> it was reeked. And then you're sitting there, like, putting through literal crabgrass on the greens. And you don't know how it's going to react. You know, it bounces around, goes over. Somehow my buddy's able to get birdies and chip-ins and stuff, and he's shooting, like... I think he shot like an 81 or something that day. I don't know. but So he just, just has like, a skill set where he can adjust. And, and we're just I not think that he just good. Is, he's just used to playing really bad courses, I think. Oh, he <laughs> he plays there all the time. I think so. Like him and his dad always go there. They're the reason why I went. They said, there's this really 
good deal at a course, you know, 18 holes with a cart, and you get a hot dog and a beer at the end for $23. I'm like, that sounds great. And it's been years since I played this course. I played that course when I first started golfing, and I was like, I'm never playing here again. It makes you worse of a player. It's like just going to a driving range, hit balls, and just say, yeah, give me a two-putt on that one, because you're not going to putt them. You know, it's just bad. I mean, I also, too, like, I shouldn't have. I just was looking forward to golfing. Shouldn't have picked the course that was so bad. But, you know, like, and you, you even said in the one message, you're like, well, I didn't expect it to go that way. You said you're hitting the best shots you've ever hit. And then you told me you Yeah, that was 100. surprising. You messaging me like, <laughs> like, I hit this great drive. I hit this great second shot. I shot 100. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, so I put I recently just put like a little fake pitching green in my backyard. I just bought like some fake artificial cheap turf, you know, mm-hmm. just something to aim at. And like in my backyard, I can go up to like almost 30 yards with chipping, which is cool. You know, that's about you know, chipping or pitch, whatever you want to do there. And it's helped me out. I'm actually getting, I know we talked about this before, but my confidence with the 60 degrees coming back, I used that my entire round and I actually was putting them close. And it's mainly because like a lot of like the chipping is like how your footing is, you know, knowing like for me mentally, knowing how far back my club needs to go and they come forward like, okay, I need to roll. I need to hit like a 10 yard chip here. The flag's 15. I know we're going to get a little bit of a rollout. You know, and that helped me out a lot. But when the greens are that bad, you can't always predict on what's going to happen. I literally had a ball. I chipped it up. It hit next to the flag, bounced to the right, hit again, and bounced back over to the left. <laughs> like, I hit a straight one. Like, that's how bad it was. It was crazy. That's but all in all, the game seems like it's getting better. And I don't know if it's because I'm trying to, like, you know how we, you laughed, like I said, about took like a three-quarter swing. Like, well, mm-hmm. that's a normal swing for most people. And, like, it's weird because I'm getting a little bit more distance out of my clubs with the th- three-quarter swing. And I realize like, I'm just swinging maybe a little too hard, too fast. And I'm getting a little bit more control. And I think with doing that, my game is changing a bit. Because after having that one really bad round, I was like, I need to figure out this swing. Because the fact that it's so uncontrollable is, like, really what screws me up. And I have to have a really good day. Well, we all work, we all have right? to have a really good day to shoot a low number. I mean, you know, we're not good enough that our bad is still good, right? Like, the pros can have a bad day and shoot yeah. even par or one or two over, right? Or maybe they have a bad day and they, and they win a tournament. Like, I think it was Jordan uh, Spieth. He was like, I I forget what tournament it was now, but he won. He won maybe two months ago. Now he's like, I won the tournament and I wasn't hitting my putter well. How do you win a tournament as a pro and not putt well, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just got a lot more to work on. And, like, I think a lot of it's just working on my swing thought. Well, why are you like why that. are you like, working on your finding swing, a swing that's working on the course? So it's not like I'm not, like, working on the swing on my course. What I'm doing is, like, I'll go to a range and I'll be like, okay, three-quarter hits only. Three-quarter hits only. And mm. things are working there. And then when I get on... Mainly, it's like when I get that crazy confidence, like after I hit a good shot, I'm like, oh, I could, I if I put an extra 20% into that thing, that thing's gone. Well, really, I end up thinning it and it doesn't go as far, which some people, it might sound crazy, but like sometimes I thin that, thin the ball and it doesn't go nearly as far as what my stock hit would be because I swung too fast, caught it too 
you know, low in the face or whatever. And like, for instance, I was like, I'm going to take a nice, easy. I was like, I had 130 yards to the green. And I was like, I'm going to take a nice, easy pitching wedge here. Just real easy. I said, I want to, because how hard the fairways were there and stuff. I just wanted to hit the fairway and roll up, right? Take the easiest swing I, I thought I took. And it went 135 yards. And then my buddy was like, that was the smoothest and easiest swing I've seen you swing all day. And that went the furthest ball. So you had no tension in your wedge. swing, right? It was just like good rhythm, like, yeah. good tempo, and smashed it. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what I need to figure out is just keep find why did I have well, – I think honestly it's because it's like I knew I didn't need to swing hard, right? And why do I have to You never have hard? to, I don't right? Have you, to. Just need a, you just, just need a bigger club. Just find out where my club is. Yeah. Easy. And that's where the yeah. whole mental game is coming in again. I think I have it under control, and it's like, nope, it's not. I don't have it under control. I just, I'm just messing with myself yeah. mentally, you know. It's tough, man. When you go, when you go through, because the exact same thing happened to me last year. I was playing my best golf, and then I just couldn't play golf. And it's like, what in the world happened? And I don't know. It makes you want to quit. It makes you want to give up. And it's like, well, maybe if I just keep pushing through it, I'll become better. But you don't somehow it's like you just get back to where you were before and it's like okay why did i go through that and then you just yeah it's mental for sure yeah but well, hopefully i have it all ironed out before the golf trip before you come which in. is basically a month from now yeah we're so, almost exactly a month I'll, I'll so play i'm gonna try to have at least 20 rounds of golf in before you get here 20 rounds of yeah. golf in a month yeah I'm going to try to do that before you get here. <laughs> well, if I did two rounds a week, I mean, that's basically eight rounds. Yeah. So, I and when I say when like, I say a round, it's probably, I'm counting nine holes too. Like, you know. Okay. In the evening, I can go golf nine holes in an hour, you know. And that's with, okay. with right. tee boxes being backed up. I'm just going to play a couple short courses, a couple crappy ones, just to keep, so, keep the clubs moving. Yeah, so maybe maybe more realistically, you're not going to be that much over like 10, 12, 15 because you're yeah. going to, you know, if you if you paired up the nine holes and made an actual full 18 round. Yeah, and on actual 18 hole courses, I'll probably play by the time you get here is probably like maybe seven. Maybe yeah, two so weekend, two a week, know? right? Yeah. Like, yeah, so we'll see, see if I can get anything ironed out before you get here because you're coming... August 4th through the 7th, right? Three days of full golf. Is that what it is? Yeah. Let me look at the calendar. Um, I think I fly out. I leave here August 3rd at like 10 o'clock my time. And I get into your area at like 5.30 your time on the 4th. So Yeah. I'm going to keep playing golf, but I think I'm going to step up. Uh, I think I'm going to step up my practice. Yeah. Well, that's what I need to do. I need to, I need to start rolling putts more. Uh, I'm have, you, have you been pretty successful at practicing? Yeah, I've been, I've been practicing almost daily right now. And I told you, like, <laughs> I put that little thing in my yard. It started out with me doing little 10 yard, you know, chips and stuff and, yeah, and then ended up three. with driver over the house. Yeah, <laughs> it turned into me making like a little nine hole course with my with the birdie balls, and now I'm hitting birdie balls over my house. Which I found that when you swing as hard as you can at those, they're not going to be equivalent to what I swing in my sixty degree at as hard as I can. 
So that kind of like doesn't make sense. To, that's not really practice. It's just me goofing off and having fun. But like within like 15, 20 yards with the chips with those, they work pretty well. But if I'm doing that, I'm doing normal ball anyhow. But I've been I've been doing a lot of chipping, trying to get that short game better. Just knowing like when I look at the green, like I said before, like I need a 10-yard chip here. Okay, that's like a the club only needs to come like just a certain height and then need to release through it just like a normal swing, get it going, get it up there, you know? And it's been working for me, you know? Um, I've been rolling putts and it's like, I'm realizing when I'm rolling the putts that for some reason I was doing everything was dead straight end over end. Now I'm getting some swirly stuff happening, which is causing my ball to actually like, I don't even want to say I'm pushing it. I don't know if I'm coming in and the face of the blade is like <laughs> You're slicing a <laughs> yeah, putt. Slicing a putt. Because it's the dang thing just will roll and then just go slowly off. Like, you know, like it got some spin on it or something. So I'm, And it, there's no way it's the putting area you're on. Like it's not it's not sloped at all or No. It's no. definitely how you're hitting the putt. It's definitely how I'm hitting the putt. Oh, it well, was that's doing a great confidence me. booster. Yeah, I was doing it to me on like really nice greens too, like dead straight practice green. And I'm like, why is oh, really? this? We're talking like a five foot putt, and this thing's decided it's gonna, you know, just take a nice big old like draw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pull hooking my putter. Yeah. Oh man. So so you're you are either going to quit after the golf trip because you have no idea how to play golf, or. <laughs> You're gonna be you're gonna be putting up all eighties on the golf trip. Yeah, I don't know. Like it all depends. I think I'll be the nerves will be going because it'll be the first time we're actually golfing together. Oh, so, dude, I hate golfing with new people. Yeah, I, I, I that might be part of my reason too for like my bad scores because I just started recently golfing with a buddy that's really good. Like he golfs like you know low eighties every time, mm-hmm. and. He was like, oh, it's intimidating. Yeah, he was like a, like a, two handicap in high school, so Dang. like he he's a little bit older now, but he's like good at golf. So he's probably like a high single digit, like an eight or a nine now. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, like Maybe. on that crappy course where I golfed a hundred, he had mm-hmm. an eighty-one. He had, he he was so what you're saying is you can't actually blame the course. No, like, he was used to playing it. He's like, if you ever want to get better, you got to learn how to play in these crappy courses because they'll make you better on the good courses. And I did yeah, believe I him. That. I do believe him, but the problem is, is, like, the part of my game that needs to be good is where it sucked there, right? Yeah. I'm hitting these putts that, like, okay, a little tap, used to playing on nice greens, and this thing will go three feet in front of me. And I'm like, okay, that tap usually is a 15-footer on the other course I play. You know, like... But it's whatever. But but he's right because it's like, you know, um, I've seen people that like, well, I need to pull the putter back three inches and push it forward three inches for a 10-foot putt. And yeah, that's true. But what happens when like they don't cut the grass that morning and yeah. it's real shaggy and then you go to a course like that and three inches back and three inches forward is going to go one foot in front of you. So, I mean, there is some some stuff to what he's saying, right? Like if you can feel and regulate speed with your putter that's a great thing to learn yeah and i mean he did have like he chipped in for a birdie on one hole and i'm just sitting there like and he was like mad like he was at a base of a tree and this hole's like real dumb like 
all, it's all downhill and then the green's just flat sitting on a hill. So if you don't like hit it right, you're down off the edge and you're chipping up. Okay. And he's like at the base of a tree and he, it rolled off the green on his tee shot. It's like 270 out. And he like gets up, he hits his chip. I'm sitting there watching the par his, four. Yeah. So he drove a green on a par four. No, sorry. He would he would have had one shot and then his chip rolled off the back. That's what it would have been. Cause then he's, he was chipping back on for three. Cause these greens, you cannot hold them at all. They're very difficult. They're as hard as a like, concrete. You hit the ball would bounce like three times. Like it was horrible, right? And I could get like it would be a good practice course to learn how like because if you got spin on the ball, you're probably stopping it, right? If you're, like you got lots of spin, and it'd probably help out. But back to what I was saying about him, like he's at the base of a tree. He chips it up there, perfect line at the hole, and he got mad because he thought it was gonna miss. So he looks down, goes to pick up his putter that he laid down at the bottom of the tree. And, <laughs> and the drops. ball literally just stops and just goes right into the hole. I'm like, dude, you just made it. He's like, dude, shut up. No, I didn't. He's like, whatever, awesome. man. And he comes walking up. He's like, are you serious? And he's like, looks at the hole. He's like, dude, I cannot believe I went in. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm shocked myself. Next hole, birdie. Next hole, he almost chips in again for a birdie. I'm like, I'm playing with the wrong people, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I get intimidated playing by new people, even if they're not good. I don't know if it's like wanting, which is dumb because who cares what you shoot, right? You're trying to have fun and, and do something you love. But yeah, new people, people you've never played with, it always messes with me. And the people that are better, like you would think it would elevate your game. Like, oh, that guy's so much better. Let me see what I could pick up from him. Let me copy him a little bit. Let's let's save a stroke here or there because he's smarter on the course. Nope. It's not for me either. Yeah, his game is different. I have a buddy similar to you. Yeah, I have a buddy similar to you, and he'll even tell you he plays, like, the most boring golf of all time because it's just, like, 250 in the fairway, shot onto the green or around the green, two-putt par, chip up, putt, save par. And it's just, like, it's consistent. And it's, like, yeah, it, it's super boring to watch him play, but he's it's boring because he's so good. And, and I cannot play with him. I've had my worst rounds of my life. Like, I think we, we played this course, and it was a tough course. But there's no reason. This was last year. There's no reason I should have put up a 123 on this course. It just, I couldn't play. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think anything for both of us, I think anything sub 100 for this whole golf trip is a success. Yeah. Well, that's what you're talking about, boring golf. I'm sitting there, and I, I told my buddy's dad, I said, if you want to know how not to play this hole, just follow me. I said, I'm going to hit this <laughs> thing 320 yards down there off the tee. I said, and I guarantee I bogey this hole. And he was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I hit the drive exactly like I said I was going to. Got a chip, off my chip. Got a chip again, put it over the green. Chip again, put it on. Then I'm like, well, here's my putt for bogey. And I put it in. He's like, I didn't think you were. I was like, I said, I don't know what it is. I said, that's just new. I had a feeling in my head that this hole was going to be like that. It was too easy. You know, looked too nice, you know. And he was behind a tree. I said, oh, dude. I said, open up the face in that pitching wedge and just full swing, man. Get right over top of that tree. Put it right there on the green. He's like, I'm going to play it safe. And he just does this little bump and run underneath the tree onto the green. I said, that's boring golf, man. And then my buddy goes, that's why you're golfing high scores because you think you're better than you are. He was like, just play yeah. your golf. But but do you have where like I have it all the time where I hit shots that I shouldn't hit? Yeah, and it works. And I had one of those. I'm on a hill 
I want to say this hill's probably 80% grade, and my ball is sitting in the back here. <laughs> and I'm, like, standing there, like, almost falling. Like, my sho- my ankles are rolled because I cannot get my shoes to stay on. That's how hard, like, it's falling. And I'm like, I got a 60 degree here. I'm going to flop this up. I said, it's going to go, like, up past my face and go down on the green. And they're just looking at me like, just pull it out, dude. Don't. I was like, nope, play anywhere it lies. I hit the shot. It literally shoots straight up, up past my face, comes down, hits the fringe, and rolls out on the green. And they're like, how did you do that? I said, I took a 60 degree, opened it up about 90 degrees, and then I had an 80%. <laughs> you just hit a 170 degree wedge, yeah. basically. Yeah, it was cool. But I was like, I probably couldn't do the shot again if I wanted to. It just worked out, you know? Yeah. But yeah, this golf trip's going to be fun. We got a lot of stuff planned. Um, let's talk well, about it a little bit. So yeah. let's like, let's actually, so the the plan is, like we already said, I'm going to fly in August 3rd, get there on the 4th. The 4th is, is Thursday. So we're going to golf Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'm either going to fly home Saturday night or Sunday morning, kind of depending on what happens. So yeah. as of right now, what do you have planned? Just because you live there and you know the courses. So... I'm probably going to book us a tee time for Thursday morning. I'm going to come pick you up at the airport, and it's about an hour and a half from my house, the airport is, and then the, we're just going to go off the, a course close to my house. That way, if it's like you just want to go home, go grab some food or something, we can. It's 10 minutes from my house. It's the course I play all the time. It's it's a nice course, nice greens, and I want to say it's pretty, pretty easy. It's not super long or nothing, you know, and then... Either we can go back to that course in the afternoon if we're filling up to it, or we can go hit like a par nine course. Or yeah, par nine. Why do I keep on doing that? But you can go hit a nine hole course somewhere in the area. A lot of the par nines around here are just walk on anyways. Like, par nine, you did it again. Nine hole courses are walk on anyways. <laughs> you just show up and ask for a tea time. And so I figured we can maybe do that. Friday's the day that we're probably going to book a course out at Indian Lake Northwinds. It's a course that always eats me up. I I have It's a tough course. It's a right? tough course. Like tree lined, high rough, yeah. lots of water. Yeah, so we're probably gonna golf there in the morning and then there's a course five minutes from that one that's even harder that I'm gonna book a tea time for in the afternoon. But up there at the lake they have a real nice restaurant. We'll get lunch there and stuff before our tea time at the peninsula. And we'll we'll go to the peninsula and golf that one. And then I'm thinking Saturday, my dad got got into some course called Matabo or something. It's like an hour and a half away from here. I've never golfed okay. it, and he's oh, never golfed it. So we oh, said awesome. that would be a cool thing to like for both of us to go on there. We should be perfectly warmed up with golf, and it'd be cool to yeah, have like or a little over it. And all of our clubs snapped or so. Yeah, but it'd be cool like on Saturday morning to go there. And have like a stroke play match or something against each other, like a competitive thing or something. Because we should both be either warmed up or completely garbage, right? And it's on a course that <laughs> neither one of us have an advantage on because I've never played we have there. To, yeah, we should talk about too how we're going to play this because, I mean, we're talking potentially, what is it, 36, 72. We're potentially talking 90 I think I think for me and you, golf. I think for me and you, we play it as like as like a tournament type thing each round right so like at the end of one round it's like okay brad you're up by three strokes we gotta do something though like if one of us just isn't having a good day like there's still a way to maybe like we'll keep the cumulative 
the whole time we'll keep stroke play, right? We'll keep yeah. our strokes all the way to the end. But then, like, maybe each round is worth, like, a point. Yeah, or each or like, each nine holes, maybe. Yes, yeah, so like, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I, mean, I think, I'll, I think I'll that would at... be cool. Because like, keep stroke play going. See what we shoot collectively over the entire time you're here. Yeah, and we could do, like, a we could do stroke play the whole time, but then maybe one match we'll do, like a skins game or like a, yeah. a match play game where still keep our strokes, but then yeah, I don't know, play maybe match, even play do like a, and then maybe do like a two man scramble and see how low we could shoot. Yeah. I was going to see if, uh, and this is all like, if I've only got a month to try to get it together, but I was thinking about getting a bunch of people together, maybe trying to do a scramble. One of the days, take one of our times. We are going to be golfing, like just, at a course or something and just get a bunch of guys together, book a bunch of tee times, do a little scramble. Yeah. Even if it's nothing official, like a yeah. 16, a 16 person, two man scramble, that'd be a blast. Yeah. It'd be super fun. Everybody finish at the clubhouse having beer and pizza and wings or whatever. Yeah. So I want to see if like, maybe I can get that together. It all depends on if people want to do it or they can, you know? And then, um, I think on that Friday night, there's a bar close to my house. Well, it's about a half hour away, but it's nice. It's up by the courses that we'll be playing on on Friday, actually. And um, it has like a cool, really cool simulator in there. It'll be at nighttime. They have really good wings, awesome beer, pizza, like, and we'll probably go up there, just chill, golf the simulator, do whatever. If we golf 18 on that, cool. If not, maybe we're too tired to golf at that point in time. But I think it'd be cool to go up there, even just. Yeah, um, I mean, you got a month. We both got a month to get in shape for this because you get tired walking up hills, as you've said repeatedly. Well, this. it's it's surprising. Like when you told me last year you were golfing like thirty six at a clip, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, how the world does he do this? Because like I'm not like by the time I'm done with eighteen, I'm tired. I'm done. It's the mental exhaustion, I think, more than physical, right? Well, here, well, here's the thing. Now that I've gotten like better, I'm not taking mm. 17 strokes a hole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, they're they're really not par nines for you anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm I'm taking like, I'm taking maybe two big swings on a hole, and then the rest are all small stuff. Before I'm swinging on my shoes on the drive, and I'm, I'm chunking it or sending it three fairways over and I'm taking a massive swing out of my shoes to get it back over to my fairway. And then I'm taking another swing out of my shoes. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. You know, next thing you know, like by whole 10, I can't feel my arms anymore. Cause they hurt so bad. Cause I, <laughs> I hit so many things at that club. And now like I got better. It's like, Oh, let's, let's go. Let's golf some more. You know, I find myself after my 18 holes, I'm hitting the driving range afterwards, or I'm going and chipping. And oh yeah, when you and... feel when you have when you've had a good 18, it's like let's go again. Yeah, go pay the fee. I'm going again. I can shoot lower. My biggest concern with all of this is that we both just suck, and we hate our lives, and we're forcing ourselves to golf so much, <laughs> and then we just quit everything after the podcast is done. The I think golf is done. We move on to bowling or something. No, I can't do that. I think I think if we are sucking really bad, we just make it like a uh, match play match or something. Like if you're having a rough day, I'm having a rough day. Who cares if we triple bogey the hole? As long as someone shot a seven and the other person shot an eight, you won the hole. You know, just keep the confidence there a little bit. And yeah, that's another thing we got to talk about too. Uh, 
or like our our handicaps are close enough that I don't care if we compete outright. Yeah. But I don't know what you think. I mean, I no, think I we're agree. A little bit off. I'm an 18 something right now. Well, right now I'm back up to a 22 because of how bad I've been playing. You've been sucking. Yeah, yeah, I went from a 16 to 22, but that's only because I only have like six 18 hole courses recorded. Yeah, yours you take, is yours is like if I put all of my still. nine hole stuff in there, I'm I'm a seven handicap. We're not sure. Unreal. Yeah, we're not sure what it's gonna do. <laughs> Somehow you're a plus three handicap with all your yeah. nine hole courses. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that would be cool then too. I guess if you if you do play like seven or eight eighteen hole rounds, you'll have like a legit. I should have a legit handicap. Twenty, then. twenty rounds, and then it'll be as. As good as it can get, but I guess that's something we can just see if if I'm playing at a 15 handicap and you're at a 25, or you know, if we're not that close, then maybe we do adjust it for handicap scoring. Yeah, we can figure it out. But you will probably have an advantage on a lot of these courses because you've played them and you play them, right? Yeah, the thing I'm worried about is like, like you know me, I get a little bit like when I get real competitive, I get hot headed too, especially if I'm playing good. <laughs> So, like, yeah. things that I know, hey, I did this one time, I'll do it again here. Like, hey, oh, like, so if I... Oh, so your overconfidence is yeah, just like, going to oh, destroy Yeah, like, if you. I cut this corner, I could turn this 440-yard par 4 into a 320-yard par 4, and I know I can get it over it. You know, I did it one time, I'll do it again. And that's when I start hitting trees or line driving it into a mower or something stupid like that, you know, like... <laughs> Did you do? Is there a story there? Do you want to tell us that you line drived it into a mower? No, I wanted to. Actually, this is actually good for the podcast. If if people that are groundskeepers are listening to this, like, what's the etiquette there for golf? Like when you have golfers in a tee box and stuff. Because well, it's funny that you say that because I was out yesterday and the mower was going, and he would he would come towards us. He saw us. He went back up and then he parked on the side. Okay, so let me tell you my little mower experience <laughs> last last weekend when I was golfing. Cue the that story round. time music. Yeah, honestly, cue it because literally, I was so irritated. Even my buddy was like, "I'm about to go beat him up with this club," because <laughs> we're sitting there hole two. He's coming up the fairway. That's fine. You're cutting grass. It's cool. He turns he turns the mower down and just sits there and goes, "Go ahead," and we're like hitting the ball over top of him at this point in time. Mm. We got and my dad not. in my group, okay? This dude is putting his life in danger, okay? I think anybody, even even like maybe unless you're professional at some level, that guy is taking a huge risk sitting there. Yeah, so I I stripe one great down down the fairway. I'm like, oh, I felt good. He's watching. You know, he thinks I'm a good guy now. You know, <laughs> my buddy hits. He hits a beautiful shot. My dad hits. Actually, hit a good one. You know, probably 175 yards out there, which is real good for my dad. Mm-hmm. Then our friend Bruce, he hits, and he hits a good one too. So it'll be look like we're doing good. We go to do our second shots. Here comes the mower running in behind <laughs> us. Dude turns off the mower. Go, go ahead. He's just sitting Surprise there watching attack. us. Yeah, so we hit. We're like, okay, he's going to be on hole two back there cutting. We're getting ready to tee off on hole three. This dude comes <laughs> driving over the tee box and then starts going up the fairway cutting. And then stops goes, go ahead. We're like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? Then we, we're getting out there. We're on the green. He comes, starts cutting around the green while we're That's getting ready crazy. to putt. Then we so go. So I don't, I don't know if this is official or not, but what I heard is that mowers are always supposed to start on 18 and work towards one. 
That way you never have a mower for more than a hole because the mower's coming this way. And yeah, you're well going this that this way. guy followed us all the way to hole five, <laughs> cutting. Dang. And I'm literally like sitting there, I'm getting ready in my backswing, he fires up the mower full speed. And all I'm thinking about is the stupid thing cutting grass and I'm shaking. I said I looked over, I said, I'm about to I said, I, I am fuming now. Get up on the green on hole five. Here he comes up the fairway. Just not even motor blades running or nothing. He's just driving up. He like, was just messing with you. I was just like, dude. And I need I think, to find somebody in the Pennsylvania area that drives a mower at these courses. I will pay you whatever <laughs> you want to just sit behind us all day. The thing is, is what I think happened is my buddy brought a Kohler with Gatorade in it. And I had like two or three beers. And they told us the thing. The, the girl said, she's like, Oh, uh, you can't bring outside alcohol. He's like, oh, it's just Gatorade in there. And she's like, oh, okay. And then the mower proceeded to follow us around for five holes. So I'm thinking she that maybe you. she called him and said, hey, keep an eye. And, like, my buddy was only drinking his Gatorade. He didn't start drinking until, like, his beers until, like, the back nine. So he was like, I just brought them because I knew we'd be here for five hours. Might as well have a couple beers while we're out, you know? But mm. I don't know if that's yeah, why that's or the, what. But That outside alcohol thing is the biggest joke of all time like yeah you have bags that have built-in six bottle coolers now you know i mean like yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if you anyway so i have a story about this and i never have stories or at least i don't tell them story so time we, go to this course. <laughs> <laughs> we need a different music now i'll yeah. have to find a different music <laughs> we go to a course and my dad always brings his snacks and his drinks right i mean he's like He'll, he'll pull out a bag of pretzels, a bag of animal crackers, you know, a bottle of Propel, a bottle of water. He's got Diet Cokes. He's got Dr. Peppers. He's got everything, right? So to do that, he always brings a cooler. And every place says no coolers. Nobody actually checks it. Nobody actually cares, right? Yeah. Well, this one, some, some guy actually cared. And my dad's like, okay, I'll go put the cooler in my car. And the guy goes, well... Just stuff the cooler in your bag and put all the stuff in your bag. And then as soon as you leave the first tea box, put it all back together. We were like, this is the marshal telling us that. Where we looked at him and he's like, but you didn't hear that from me. So it's like, at that point, well, you know, is he just protecting his job from his boss or something? Like what? Maybe. Just take it all back out. Just, I don't know. It's. I so, get yeah, it. They I make have money small, on beer and food and stuff. but I have a real small cooler, which is like a little, like, it's not even, I won't even call it a cooler. It's more of just like a bag, an insulated bag. Real small. Holds like four cans of something. And like, because I don't really drink much anymore when I'm golfing, I'll throw like, you know, maybe a couple cans of tea or something, you know, Arnold Palmer tea or something in there. Or I'll put like two bottles of Gatorade and maybe a Snickers or something, you know. Um, well, usually I'll fill up like a big old, like a hydro flask or whatever yeah. full of water and ice. And then I have an insulated pouch that I can throw two, three, sometimes four cans in. Yeah. I just got, so, a, I just got an insulated Gatorade bottle, like one of those squirt ones. Usually I had, had them for sports and stuff before I got one of those for golfing now, just because like by the time you buy water at the course and I drink like a, a camel. Like, I buy one bottle of water. I got to buy, like, three because I, I'll drink the first one as quickly as possible. The second one's gone. Then I sip the third one, and I'm like, I'm thirsty after nine holes. <laughs> like, I just drink so much. 
I don't know why you went with camel. Well, because camels like store a lot of water, you know? Yeah, they store a lot of water. Are you storing a lot of water? Well, when they drink, they drink a lot of water, Brad. They drink like I don't a know. Camel. They could have like drink like a fish or I feel like. Fish don't drink, like drink man. They just swim. They, that's their air. I don't know how to respond that to that. Is, I'm pretty that's sure that's how they fish live, have man. to have some sort of liquid in them. Yeah. But it's not, they're not drinking it. Isn't the saying, drink like a fish? No, it's always been drink like a camel. He drinks like a camel. It's been here. I don't know what what they've been doing out in California, but that's what it is every year. Drink a camel. All right, well, let's let's move on from this point. This is getting stupid. (laughs) It, I mean, should be drink like an elephant. Have you ever seen them shove their mouth full with like a thousand gallons from their trunk? That's what the saying should be. No, I haven't. Watch the Discovery Channel. You'll see it. No, man, I only watch golf now. And you don't quick, even watch that much golf. I've been watching Live. They're, they're way better than PGA. I'm just telling you right now. You can watch it on YouTube. Phil Mickelson's over there. You know, it's it's been entertaining. Real quick, I would do want to have a maybe a little segment on the podcast about like maybe or have a podcast about speaking about roles. But I figure I'll talk to you about this now because I didn't get to ask you this. If you hit a ball out of bounds, how many strokes is that? It's like a well, fork. it depends. Is it red staked or is it white staked? Is it a is it a lateral hazard or is it an out of bounds? Okay, so let's let's rephrase it. Let's say I hit my ball off of a tee on a par three, mm-hmm. and there's woods behind it, mm-hmm. and my ball goes into the woods, and I cannot find my ball. Mm-hmm. When I take that drop, what stroke am I hitting? My hit so stroke you're not, three. You're not out of bounds, but you've lost the ball. Yes. Yeah, you're hitting three. Okay, but if I was out of bounds, am I hitting four? Technically, or you re tee up. You re tee up for a provisional to hit three on the second shot, right? Yes, you're hitting yes. three on your second tee shot. So wherever the ball lands, you would be hitting four. Gotcha. Okay, because like unless it's labeled out of bounds a lot of these courses like it's everything's played as a as a hazard right lateral hazard okay for most part um a few spots there are oh they'll have labeled ob like and it's out of bounds but um when we were playing the other yesterday i hit my ball over the green and it rolled in the woods and it's like a hill that just goes down the mountain i was like i'm not gonna find that so i'm just gonna take a drop here so I dropped at the edge of the, edge of the woods, chipped up, saved it for bogey. And when they asked, what did you shoot? I said, I got a four. And they're like, well, how'd you get a four when you hit in the woods? And he goes, you would have had to chip that in. I said, I said, no, I lost my ball. So I dropped. So I said, it means I'm hitting shot three from my chip instead of my second shot. I said, it took two shots because I dropped them from the woods. And he goes, when I played in high school, that would have been you were hitting shot four there. And I was like, I don't know what the rules are. If you want me to take a fourth, hit a fourth there, that's fine. I'll take a double on it. Whatever. I'm not playing that well today anyways. He goes, well, actually, now I'm not sure what the rules are. And he goes, so I need to look it up myself. So I was just wondering, like, obviously out of bounds is, I figured that played different. But if it's not labeled out of bounds, what is out of bounds then? You know what I'm saying? Out of bounds is only out of bounds if it's identified as out of bounds. That's what I'm saying. That was a stupid sentence, but... No, and that's what I'm saying. Unless the course has, this is OB. Well, 
all the courses on their scorecard, they should have a USGA rules apply and then local rules. And they should say like water hazards are marked by yellow stakes, lateral hazards by red stakes, out of bound defined by white stakes and or perimeter fences. So, and that's another thing too, like people are like, oh, I get a drop because it's a man-made fence. That's true unless it's a perimeter fence. Then you don't get a free drop. You don't get relief because it's out of bounds, which is a, which is a hazard. You don't get relief for free from hazards. But okay. it, it's like one of those things where, you know, how strict do you want to be? Yeah, so the one course we play, it says the same thing you were saying, but it says left side of number one, white stakes are out of bounds. There you go. So that's, if you have to take a drop, you're hitting shot three there, right? Or is that shot four? Out of bounds would be four, out of bounds, unless, okay, you're, four. unless you're re-teeing. Okay. Then you would be hitting three off the tee. And then it just says, the only other hole that has anything that's said about anything is there's a free drop on 18 from the right side of the pines to the fairway one club, or fairway one club length from the right edge. No play over the number 10 tee. And I, so that's just a local rule that they don't want you yeah, hitting well, people in the head there was trying a, to make a miracle shot, right? There was a lawsuit there. Like somebody <laughs> went to go play it out of the 10th, 10th fairway and hit somebody that was teeing off on the 10th and gave them like some brain damage or something. Because the, the green sits behind the 10th tee box. Okay, talking about rules, we got we to gotta talk about that PGA ruling. Did you see where that guy lost his ball into a burring, burring animal's hole? But because I, it was I only watch Live Golf now, so okay, all right. <laughs> no, no, I did not see this. But what were you saying? He lost his ball into a burrowing animal under a it, tree. It's like the chicken or the egg argument. So it's like, <clears throat> I, and I'll probably screw up all the rulings and all that. But as I understand it, you get free relief from a burrowing animal, a live animal, you know, anything like that. However, it burrowed under a tree and it went down into the burrow. And the PGA ruling was that he didn't get free relief from it. It's a whole thing. You got to look it up. You got to watch it first and then we can talk about it. That sounds crazy. Um, I didn't do many of mine round updates, but I don't have a whole lot to report. I got an 85 on a par 74. And yes, it's actually a par 74. It is the longest course in the world, it feels like. You're just on holes for 25 minutes because they're 600-yard par fours. And <laughs> My group's always on holes for 25 minutes. <laughs> You'll see, Brad. Um, You'll see. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. Um, and then I shot a 95 yesterday. And I'm playing really strict. I'm not taking mulligans. I'm not... Everything's playing really strict right now. So, um, I don't know. I'm right where I want to be. Just keep working, keep practicing, and hopefully go into this golf trip on a hot streak. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to. But, yeah, get excited. We're going to probably do a lot of content that weekend you're in. We're going to probably film a bunch of stuff we're putting out in the social. We need to get better with filming some things, getting some stuff out in the social. Um, it's hard sometimes when you're out there just with a random person or you're by yourself. It's hard to get content, but I think it's more difficult when you're with people than by yourself. Because like when you're with people, you can't that's just true. fart around and set up your camera and do yeah, all that's this. True. Like when you're by yourself, it's easier. 
Because when you're with people, you usually have other people driving down on you too because you're moving a little slower than you would if you're just one person. Yeah, or you got people in front of you you have to stay with. You got people coming in behind you. You've yeah. got your group that's 20 yards behind you, and maybe you have a guy in front of you hitting his shot. And it's just like, it's too chaotic. So people that do like video daily vlogs of, of courses and holes, that's like, I don't yeah, know how crazy. to do it because we have not been able to figure out how to consistently create content and still golf and have fun. It's like you're doing one or the other. Yeah, pretty much. And that's what just got to try to get better with it. Even if it's like one of my practice rounds, just taking some videos of some bad stuff. I had a lot. I should have taken some videos. I had a lot of bad shots, you know, big old chunks, you know, some beavers. But like. Right now, I'm not getting any, like, long, massive, like, divots. I'm just getting these real deep ones. <laughs> just, I'm probably going to snap a club here soon if I don't get that figured out, but that's where we're at right now. We should take, like, a dummy club just so we can snap it when we're angry. Yeah. Oh, speaking of anger, I'm going to put this in here before we, we sign off. Um, For the first, my dad... Well, I was playing against my Uncle Pete. I was so frustrated. And uh, they were whispering something. And I thought I heard them say, like, he's going to slice his drive, you know. And I got off and hit. And I hooked it real bad. And without even thinking, I, like, saw red like a, a bull. I blacked out. And my driver went about 60 yards just off the you side. You threw your driver? It just went flying. And I said, I literally said, I said, screw this game. I hate it. I am done. I will never play it again. And I went and picked up my driver, put it in my bag, went up to my ball and hit it again. And it's like, okay, whatever. But then my brother was having a bad day too, and he actually quit playing. He's like, I'm done. My hands hurt. I can't grip this club anymore. He's like, forget this. This game sucks. And he sat in the cart for the next four holes. Didn't golf anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had one of those days yesterday. I told you I went like the first four or five holes I lost the ball it's like yeah and now I gotta grind through 13 more holes of this but I think there's just a like especially on this golf trip we can't quit no and that's what I'm grind. saying if if maybe we uh we keep score but maybe if like to keep things competitive the whole time maybe we would just do a match play thing that way it's like if we're by hole 15 or whatever and it's like, all right, well, there's no way you're winning. Let's just finish off the day. Let's try to finish off some positives, some good stuff, see what we shot at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep things fun, keep entertaining, but keep it competitive. We'll see. We'll see yeah, I think we should do, like, a, like a different, maybe not every single time, but, like, like you said, do a stroke play, do a match play, do a skins, do a, you know, just yeah. something fun. And then a, scram- a two-man scramble if we get it. And that'll change it up enough that... Even if we're playing awful, hopefully we can find some fun. Yeah, I think it'll be a blast. But this has been another episode of Unforgettable Golf. You know, it's been fun talking to you guys again. I appreciate all the support that we've been getting um, on the social and the listens and downloads. It's, it's been awesome. I know Brad appreciates it too. And I'll tell you what, guys, once you get out there, play around to golf, enjoy yourself. You know, it's summertime. Weather's Don't nice. Don't throw your driver 60 yards. Yeah, they're going to have your frustrating moments, but I tell you what, just get out there, play around the golf, just drain those bogeys. Peace.
Beaver Tales. <laughs>